0: Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Vices. I, I
2: don't have to show you how to stinking vices.
0: This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: The alleged comedian, Kathy Griffin, uh, has lawyered up, says she... she was bullied by Trump. She's a sympathetic figure, folks. In the same press conference, she says that just like ISIS, she believes children are fair game. Glad you've made it, everybody, to the Friday edition of the Chris Alcedo Show. The Friday before we head out on vacation, 888 uh, 933 We've got the United States pulling out of the unfair, expensive... Uh, other countries around the globe not paying their fair share, America bearing the whole burden, Paris Climate Accord, that's good. We're out of that. America is feeling better about that, but the basket of biased press is melting down as our liberals all over the country will cover that, along with a very strong and stern speech from President Trump. The antidote to the basket of biased press that we are here on the Chris Salcedo Show. Catching the show live at blaze.com. Blaze Radio smartphone app and the iHeartRadio smartphone app, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher if you want some on-demand listening. Check out uh the home on Facebook for the Chris Salcedo Show. Just type in the Chris Salcedo show in the search bar, and you will find us on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at the Blaze.com, the channel section, theBlaze.com. Find the Chris Salcedo show. And uh there we are. You'll find our offerings. Day to day, the, the ba- you know what? We got a lot of reaction yesterday when we presented proof that the Democrat Party was colluding with foreign nationals to influence Texas elections. Let's get to the flip around today. We'll start off
2: on Fox News. The EPA administrator, uh, he did say that they want to continue to reduce carbon emissions, just not through the Paris Climate Accord. Why do they want to reduce climate uh, carbon emissions? Why do they think that's important? Well, because it contributes to global warming. Uh, but they're not willing to make that connection, or at least to say the president is willing to make that connection.
0: Yeah, he, Commissioner Pruitt said he he does believe what what is the truth that that climate change is real and humans cause it, and it sounds like that's the reason for the for the lessening in carbon emissions. But
3: uh, that's Shepard Smith uh, entered, introducing his opinion that. Uh- Uh, No, actually, one is fact, the other one is his opinion, that climate change is real. You'd be a fool not to believe that climate change is real. Of course, climate's been changing, and it is real. The climate changes. The fact that man is the principal driver, Shep Smith, that is not a fact, sir. That is is your opinion, sir. That is conjecture, sir, by left-wing agendized individuals in the scientific community, sir. So the fact that you as an alleged journalist are making that declaration, there are other scientists out there who do not agree, Shep Smith, that man is the driving force behind the temperature on the planet Earth. Some actually theorize the big ball of light in the sky has something to do with it, Shep Smith. So your assertion that man is causing the climate to change is, is your opinion, Shep Smith. It is not A fact, Shep Smith, because no scientist has demonstrated proof, Shep Smith, that man is causing the climate to change. No evidence has been presented that proves that. Shep Smith, perhaps you can whip out of your rear end the equation that shows That X amount of man-made CO2 equals Y amount of temperature change. Perhaps you can produce that, Shep Smith. Until then, you're just theorizing. You're just theorizing. And by the way, folks, Shep Smith knows as much about this topic as I do. Is just as credentialed about this topic as I do. I will not tell you that I know one way or the other whether or not man is causing climate change. I suspect that we're not the driving force. But all I know is nobody in the scientific community has presented any evidence to show me that man is definitively the, definitively the driver of climate on the planet Earth at this point in human history, at this point in the planet's history. Man, what, what they get away with, alleged journalists, uh, amazing. Amazing. Over to the leader of the basket of bias, CNN.
2: Where Trump is going to, he has nothing to invoke, but it's going to say, well, I won't invoke it. Now let him go ahead and testify because I'm not afraid of what he's going to say. So I, I, it's a lot of smoke to me.
4: And Laura, it- obviously the president has himself brought up publicly what was
5: discussed in these private conversations he talked to lester hold in that nbc interview mm-hmm. about uh having the conversation with the with president and with comey on at least three occasions asking him whether he was under investigation being told according to the president that he was not under investigation in their
3: conversation uh we have james comey slated to testify next thursday on capitol hill boy am i sorry i'm gonna miss that on vacation, don't worry, I'll be paying attention to what's going on. Uh, there's talk that the White House may consider invoking executive privilege, meaning conversations between the president and his advisors, of which Comey was one, uh, are not subject to subpoena. You can't. Uh, the, the, the president needs to be given sage advice. So the president was asking about the necessity for continuing to vet investigate Mike Flynn after he had been thrown out of the White House for lying to the Vice President, um, then that counsel that the President was seeking should be protected if... President Trump wants to go down that road. Let's go over to MSNBS.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, however, uh, Congressman Reid, uh, the division is is what a lot of people, uh, where a lot of people live these days. So for instance, Russia, we just finished talking about Russia. Um, <laughs> oh,
3: yeah. Oh, how, how funny. We just, we just finished talking about Russia. That's so odd for MSNBS. Look at what they're talking about at CNN and MSNBS. Uh, it was kind of the left wing trifecta today though, wasn't it? Fox was talking about uh, climate change being driven definitively by, definitively by man, though they have no proof. CNN, MSNBS, MSNBS talking about, Comey, Russia, 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 Russia. 888 900 off to a rip-roaring start on a Friday. It's the Salcedo Show. You're in the blaze
1: keep up with the chris salcedo show on facebook and on twitter at
3: chris salcedo tx
1: just another way to stay in touch with chris on the blaze radio network
4: are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house hi i'm joan london Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today.
0: To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: You know, the Associated Press has a very unflattering picture of, of Kathy Griffin. I, um, let's just say I've seen her looking better. She looks gaunt, rather drawn, rather haggard. Um, You know, uh, maybe maybe that's a consequence of being such a mean-spirited and vindictive soul. (laughs) I don't know. Now, I I could have gone in and I could have pulled her press conference with her attorney. It was speculated that she was going to sue Donald Trump for bullying. That's why she had lawyered up. That's what some had speculated. But I'm not exactly sure why she felt compelled to have an attorney with her. Maybe it just... Uh, somebody who speak, who has lawyers speak to to keep her from burying her career any more than she already has. Um, let me read from the Associated Press account because I think, I think we'll be able to do more justice to truth and uh, factual representation here than playing Kathy Griffin's rambling uh, words in this press conference, Dateline. Uh, Los Angeles, embattled comedian. I should not let that in the seat right right off the bat. The Associated Press, you guys, if you really pride yourselves in accuracy, you should use the proper terminology. I will help you out. Embattled alleged comedian, Kathy Griffin, (laughs) because I mean, one should be funny if one is to be considered a comedian, right? I mean, isn't that a prerequisite to being a comedian? You, You should be funny. And there's nothing funny about Kathy Griffin. I mean, nothing funny at all. Uh, Bitter, yes. Uh, uh, Mean-spirited, yes. Um, Sad. Pathetic, yes. But funny, no. Did you hear what Jim Carrey the hell was he wearing on his face? He looked like Grizzly Adams. (laughs) Here's a guy with with millions of dollars that can't even bother to shave and look presentable. Hey, man, I'm avant-garde, man. I'm, like, uh, really cool, so I'm going to wear this. (laughs) I mean, seriously, it looked like he was wearing a a bush on his face. (laughs) It's terrible. I mean, Osama Bin Laden's beard looked a lot better than uh, Jim Carrey's. Anywho, uh, or uh, Saddam Hussein, when they pulled him out of the spider hole, looked a lot better. <laughs> His beard looked a lot better than Jim Carrey's. Anyway, embattled alleged comedian, Kathy Griffin, says she's not afraid of Donald Trump and plans to keep making fun of him, but maintain that she's sorry for a video that depicted her holding a likeness of the president's severed bloody head. <laughs> okay. So far, already been here, done that. Why are we holding a press conference, Miss Griffin? Uh, at a rambling press conference, the AP's words, not mine, Griffin tearfully predicted her career is over and said, Trump broke me. Let's examine that for a moment. Uh, Ms. Griffin, many would observe that your career was over long ago, <laughs> and it was long before Donald Trump got into the White House. Just saying. Uh, the the only folks who thought you were uh, worth paying attention to were the folks over at CNN. And these cats think that uh, news is left-wing propaganda. So what do they know? Uh, the AP continued. Since the video was posted Tuesday, she has lost her co-hosting job, CNN's New Year's Eve special. Oh! <gasps> And have had five comedy shows canceled. Trump, First Lady Melania Trump, and Donald Trump Jr. have publicly criticized the video. Well, who wouldn't? Chelsea Clinton did as well. I, I'm sorry, a Frasier, Frasier Moore and Joseph Longo of the AP. Chelsea Clinton and a lot of Democrats condemned that video as well. Because it's it's out of bounds to depict a president of the United States with a severed head as a terrorist would do it. It's out of bounds. Griffin, who asserted that she has been contacted by the Secret Service, said the Trumps are trying to ruin my rights forever. Ruin your rights? Nobody's trying to ruin your rights, sweetheart. You have the right to make fun of the president. You have the right to make tasteless and jokes that aren't funny. You don't have the right to threaten the president of the United States, and that's probably why you had it an inquiry from the secret service. I mean, you had every right to to make what could be perceived as a threat, Kathy Griffin, but you know, uh, you have also the right to reap the consequences of your actions. You see, when she says that uh, the Trumps are trying to ruin my rights forever, what Kathy Griffin wants in, in typical liberal fashion is that she wants to be she wants the right to be a vindictive B without any consequences. She wants to get out there and be as cancerous and and catty and vicious and inappropriate and well uh she she wants to be able to be as I'm trying to find the right adjective. There's a word I want to use and I just can't because I don't want to curse. <laughs> let's, just, you know, t- let's just call it the B word. She wants to be the B word and she wants to do it with impunity. I should be able to say and do anything I want, says the liberal progressive. And nobody should be able to call me on it. Political correctness shouldn't apply to me. Now, it should apply to conservatives and it should apply to Republicans. But not to me. I'm a liberal. I should be able to say and do anything I want without consequence. That's a, an affliction of the liberal left. And that's really what Kathy, Kathy Griffin is trying to say here. They're trying to ruin my rights forever. Nobody's ruining your, right, your rights, sweetheart. You can be a moron as much as you want. But, you know, folks have the right, too, to, to not to have anything, to want to have anything to do with you. The reason why CNN parted ways from you is because CNN didn't want to be attached to a cancerous woman who thinks that holding up the likeness of a severed head of a president is something that's cool to do. They don't want to associate with you. The reason why the comedy clubs canceled your appearance is that they don't think you're funny. You've now become controversial. You've now become a cancer. You're no better than ISIS. You're just just an ISIS propagandist. Nobody wants to be associated with that. I mean, really. You're just a mean and vindictive person. Nobody should be forced to associate with you, Kathy Griffin. Nobody should be forced to actually give you the time of day. You're not owed the time of day, Kathy Griffin. Nobody owes you a damn thing. How, who told you you were special? You're not. White House officials did not immediately respond to a request for comment. Griffin, age 56, she's 56? Holy, mo- really? Man alive. Um, well, Joan Collins, she's not. <laughs> just saying hey there are some people that wear 56 well and there are some people who don't I'm just 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 my humble opinion um, I mean man Joan Collins looked great well into her six Suzanne Summers she's in her 70s and she looks amazing Kathy Griffin rode hard and put away wet that's what I would say rode hard and put away wet <laughs> for those of you who know equestrian language anywho um where was i griffin 56 repeated her claim that the video was a parody meant as a pointed comeback to Trump's remark last summer that former uh, from former Fox News channel personality Megyn Kelly had quote blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever, end quote. Okay, well no, if that was the joke, nobody got it. C- Kathy Griffin and you know there, there is a rule in comedy that if you have to explain the joke the joke sucked. <laughs> uh you're doing too much explaining, sweetheart. Too much explaining. I'm not laying down for this guy. Well, <laughs> says Cat. Good, good thing, Kathy Griffin. Uh, I <laughs> Let's just say after, after seeing, uh, never mind. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> not going to go there. I'm not, le- quote, I'm not laying down for this guy. She said in a defiant moment. I'm going to keep making jokes about this guy. What do you mean keep making jokes? You haven't hit a good joke about this guy yet. Your severed head joke went over like a lead balloon, sweetie. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Republican Party spokesman Mike Reed called the press conference a desperate attempt to change the conversation. Oh, that was good. Quote, Kathy Griffin's career was over long before she attempted to make a disgusting joke about decapitating the president, Reed said. What she did was wrong, and President Trump and his family had every right to condemn it. Well, yeah, I, I think President Trump had every right to condemn a despicable, vindictive, and, and wholly inappropriate action. Kathy Griffin says, you shouldn't tell me what I said is inappropriate because I'm a comedian. I should be able to do anything I want. Okay. <laughs> well, you, you can do anything you want, and we can condemn you anytime we want, and in any way we want. Oh, I've got more of this. Be right back.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back.
6: The Blaze Radio Network. Sato Show. Listen, dial, speak. 888
4: 900
6: 3393.
1: Hi. Quoted you as saying that you were happy to deliver a beatdown to Donald Trump and also to Barron, and that you, quote, wanted to go down hard on Donald and go direct for baron trump when
2: is this quote so from? this is a quote yeah i've said trump that in what? my act okay yeah she
1: said that in her so she years, admits, years ago so you admitted you're going after baron trump is that what this is all about
6: to is I, think I think a comic should be able to make fun of everybody like I'm sorry, I,
1: make... I apologize my question was for lisa
3: yeah uh there is uh kathy griffin uh saying that uh it, just like isis she thinks that uh kids are fair game <laughs> i mean there, let me tell you guys a story, and I think I've told this story on the air before, but it, it bears repeating. When I started in radio, I was doing music radio. I was spinning the hits out in Southern California. I worked at a small Class C station. For those of you who don't work in the radio business, Class C is a, is a low-powered station. Uh, it, it was in the back country of San Diego. And uh, it was a soft AC. It was, you know, one of those uh, easy listening type formats. And I was on, I was doing the mornings. I was on the morning show uh, with uh, a longtime uh, friend, who's now deceased, a guy named Kerry McGurk, who uh, uh, to this day still miss him. One of the the first, actually the first partner I ever had in radio. And uh, I was solo that day. If I remember correctly, and I, Bill Clinton was president of the United States. And I remember commenting about how I got, and this is before I I was way young, before I'd even started about thinking about or talking about political things. And uh, I was observing how at the time Hillary Clinton was a fairly decent looking woman that Bill Clinton was a fairly decent-looking man, and I had observed how awkward Chelsea Clinton was. And on a music station format, I had the phones ringing like crazy. And people who were, you know, 30, 20, 30 years my senior were calling up, listen, uh, whatever you think about the politics, and I, you know, again, back then I might have even been centrist to left I was more of a you know the old saying if if you're young and you're not a liberal you don't have a heart if you're older and and you're not a conservative you don't have a brain anyhow the, these people were very angry at me because I had dared to bring in the the children of politicians into the discussion and it was again it was a flippant comment it wasn't like i was zeroing in on her but just something like man chelsea clinton wow and then boy these people went after me and uh, i must have been no more than 22 23 years old and uh that was a hard lesson i had to learn so i sat down and i I said, man, I don't get it. Why they were so angry? And so I had to. I had to, That was a school of hard knocks when I was in in radio. And then I learned, you know, I did a lot of growing up since then. And I realized that, you know, the children of politicians they don't ask for any of this stuff. You know, you now. Now, granted, now Chelsea's a full grown woman, and now she's a complete leftist, and she's out there advocating for the destruction of my country. So yes. Uh, now, Chelsea Clinton is fair game. By the time, she was just a kid. And just like Barron Trump's an 11-year-old kid and Kathy Griffin, who is 56, by the way. Kathy Griffin is making the same mistakes that I made when I was 22. And she's a 56-year-old woman. A rather cowardly 56-year-old woman. So anyway, uh, you leave. there's an expression that says, leave the kids out of it. And that's what you're supposed to do. These kids didn't campaign. These kids aren't in your face. Uh, Barron Trump, I don't even think I've heard the young lads say a word. So, uh, the fact that Kathy Griffin, a grown 56-year-old woman, would say that he's he's fair game. What? When was the last joke you made about Sasha and Malia? You know, and heck... One of the Obama girls was caught on tape smoking a joint. Now, that's all we said about it. We didn't make any aspersions otherwise other than, you know, hey, breaking the law. We said something similar about the Bush girls when they were caught underage drinking. M- drinking. Remember that? Well, see, that's, that's fair game because you're just saying, well, that's what they were caught doing. They were caught troublemaking as kids are, as kids do but going after them because you don't like their parents, that's where you draw the line. That's where sane, rational people draw the line. That's where people of, of character draw the line. People are supposed to know better, draw the line. And I guess nobody's accusing Kathy Griffin of any of those things. Uh, where do we leave off in the AP article? Uh, Griffin appeared surprised at the number of cameras and reporters in a packed conference room at her lawyer's office, Uh, her hands shaking at one point when she took a sip of water. She she switched between contriteness and combativeness during the press conference, during which she attempted several nervous jokes that drew laughs mostly from her attorney, Lisa Bloom, (laughs) because her attorneys paid to laugh. Uh there's there's another observation. Kathy Griffin is so washed up, she has to pay her attorney to laugh at her jokes. <laughs> oh, man! You think Kathy Griffin will ever hear any of this stuff? You know what? You know what y'all ought to do. Uh, you guys should just cut and paste this. Cut and paste uh, once we once we upload to SoundCloud. Y'all ought to just cut and paste this. <laughs> we're taking up the first forty five minutes talking about Griffin. And just make sure her Twitter handle is flooded with this, so she can hear it. You can, you can actually—I think—and this is not me patting myself in the back. I just think that some of these jokes that we're making here today are a heck of a lot more funny than Kathy Griffin has been in years. And I say that as somebody who who used to think she was kind of funny, and, she, and, and maybe she is funny in a way, but funny as in pathetic funny, you know. <laughs> but it's funny that she thinks she's funny uh Bloom said the comedian has a first amendment right to make front of the president counsellor nobody is asserting that she doesn't have that right but the where where you don't seem to under what well, great lawyer you got there by the way kathy Griffin where you don't seem to understand sweetie is that. where she has the right to make fun of the president, others have the right to hold her accountable for her words. We should be able... We also have the right to hold her accountable. See, the First Amendment is a double-edged sword. I have the First Amendment. She has the First Amendment right to make fun of President Donald Trump. I have the First Amendment right to condemn her for it. Especially when she steps over a line. When she behaves as radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorists do who burn our leaders in effigy constantly. Kathy Griffin is no better than a radicalized Islamic fundamentalist terrorist stomping around in some third world hellhole holding up images of Donald Trump or our presidents uh, murdering them, holding them up in effigy. Now, Miss Bloom, if you want to say that your client... Uh, is like those people, I would agree with you. And she has every right to behave like those people right up until, you know, they blow something up. I mean, she doesn't have the right to do that. And I'm not suggesting that she would, although if her career ends up getting into the toilet even more than it is. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Whether or not Uh, whether or not you get or like her artistic expression in America, Kathy has the right to parody. The president Bloom said she never imagined it would be misinterpreted as a threat of violence against Trump. (laughs) She was, she was making a parody of the president by holding up his severed head. Uh Uh-huh. So I'm sure Miss Bloom, you felt the same way when some, some zealots depicted Mr. Obama as a monkey. Yeah, it's, 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 it's just a parody, Ms. Bloom, right? Would you support that, Lisa Bloom? Lisa Bloom, a Gloria Allred's attorney from her law firm, attorney for Kathy Griffin, would you support a parody of resident Barack Obama being depicted as a lower primate? Would you support that, madam? Of course you wouldn't because you're a left-wing progressive. And the only reason you're standing up for Kathy Griffin's right to depict the death of a sitting president is because you're trying to A, rescue her career and B, you despise the sitting president. And might I say, Kathy Griffin's expression was out of bounds and so too are those who depicted resident obama as a monkey i mean to depict resident obama as a monkey would assume that resident obama was stupid and he was far from stupid he was too cold and calculated to be considered stupid he was incredibly smart he did what he needed to do to harm this nation and did it rather effectively might i say Bloom, a former true TV anchor <laughs> and lawyer Gloria Allred's daughter, has represented Wendy Walsh, uh, who has accused former Fox News Channel personality Bill O'Reilly of hurting her career after she spurned his advances. O'Reilly has denied those accusations. Backlastic. <laughs> Boy. Uh, leave it to the AP to get in a couple of swipes at Bill O'Reilly on a complete... I mean. Bill O'Reilly's probably reading the AP account going, what the hell are you bringing me into this for? 888 eight eight nine zero zero three three nine three. 3393 888 900 3393 You found the Salcedo Show right here on The Blaze. We'll be right back.
0: He is a liberty-loving Latino conservative. Need we say more? The Chris Salcedo Show. Only on The Blaze Radio Network.
3: <laughs> now now salcedo show listeners now come on you got to be a little more charitable than that uh, the line of the day came from a salcedo show listener uh god where, where I, I just had it what well, uh, well i'll i'll <laughs> payback is a b kathy griffin and so are you <laughs> That's the line of the day, everybody. Uh, what? Kathy Griffin's on the line? Hold on a minute. Uh, Chris Sato show. Kathy Griffin, is that you?
2: Silence! <laughs> I kill you!
3: Okay. <laughs> She's just like... Boy, you're taking this whole ISIS thing a little seriously, aren't you? Silence!
2: <laughs> I kill you! <laughs> Sorry.
3: You see... That's a real comedian right there, Jeff Dunham. That's that's what a real funny person does, uh, right? Kathy Griffin.
5: Triple eight nine hundred thirty
3: three ninety three eight Uh The potty mouthed contributor to CNN, Fareed Zakaria, reacting yesterday. To Donald Trump, removing the United States from the unfair climate deal that made sure the world's nations didn't pay their fair share to climate change, again, the potty-mouthed contributor to CNN, Reed Zakaria.
2: This would be the day that the United States resigned as the leader of the free world. Uh, it's it's nothing short of that. the the iris- The irresponsibility of this act is breathtaking.
3: Okay. You guys remember Bobby
2: him the potty mouth contributor to CNN? I think the president is somewhat indifferent to things that are true or false. He has spent his whole life bullshitting. He has succeeded by bullshitting. He has gotten the presidency by bullshitting. It's very hard to tell somebody at that point that bullshitting doesn't work. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> now that's funny, Kathy Griffin. You want, you want some funny? Listen to Fareed Zakaria. That's, that's hilarious. I mean, he's not even trying to be funny, and he's hilarious.
2: Because look at the results, right? But that's what he does. He sees something, he doesn't particularly care if it's true or not. He just puts it out there. And then he puts something else out. And notice again what he did at this uh, press conference. When pushed on it, he doesn't take responsibility. I wasn't saying that. I was just quoting somebody else.
3: (laughs) So he's an example of left-wing craziness. All the nations around the world... Who were banking on America's taxpayer money, they're all uh, just beside themselves. They, they were, you know, greedily rubbing their hands together. Oh, look at America's gonna subsidize us, so we don't have to lift a finger and we can continue to pollute. well, not pollute, because it's the only problem I had with what Trump said yesterday is that he said that it was pollution that CO2 was pollution. What we emit out of our bodies, folks, is not pollution. It's not a pollutant. The only time that CO2 became a pollutant is when Obama occupied the Oval Office. And by the way, that's not scientific. Science has not determined that CO2 is a pollutant. Politicians, left-wing politicians, have determined that CO2 is a pollutant. All right, we'll get into the climate accord and reaction to said us pulling out. Coming up, Hour 2.
6: The Chris Salcedo Show, part of Generation Blaze. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair.
2: Vagis. I don't have to show you how to
0: vices. This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Hour two of the Salcedo Show underway here on a Friday. And just for giggles, before I move off of, of Kathy Griffin, uh, the Daily Caller put out a poll <laughs> asking, did Kathy, Kathy Griffin's press conference change your mind? 84.21% said no. Nope. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Nope. I just answered nope. Um, 84.21% answered only in that I used to think she was an untalented comedian who did something stupid, and now she's convinced me she's a complete lunatic. <laughs> uh, I answered nope. And then, wait, that lawyer is Gloria Allred's daughter? Seriously? <laughs> Oh, you gotta love the Daily Caller. Who was this? Jim uh, Jim Treacher. Nice nice job, man. <laughs> nice job. Uh GOP Senator Aaron Burr. No, I'm Richard Richard Burr. Uh, you guys remember that peanut butter commercial? Aaron Burr. <laughs> you, you remember that, Ron? Remember that? Um Mr. Burr. Now, of course it's it's NBC quote unquote news reporting this. With the Senate set to return to work next week, pessimism is spreading among Republicans over their efforts to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare. North Carolina Senator Richard Burr told a local television station Friday that he sees little hope of the Senate passing a health care bill this year. Comments that come just a week after Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said he doesn't yet see enough support to do so. Now, this comes off the heels earlier this week of John Cornyn, the number two senator folks, saying that he thinks by the end of summer, this will be a done deal. So, um, who knows? Now, I will say this, that Mr. Burr, it tends to be to swing a little more to the left than your average conservative. Uh, I I don't even know if he can be considered a conservative. I think he's a staunch Republican, but I don't know that Senator Burr can, in uh, the classic definition of conservatism, can be considered a conservative. More more in the line uh, I would say of a Mitch McConnell than a Ted Cruz. Let's put it that way. By the way, I'm just I just happened to be glancing over at a uh, an ad on this NBC article and. Uh, Megan Kelly has a premiere on Sunday of, of her uh show, I guess. It, did she trade in a weekday thing for for just a Sunday show, or is she gonna be doing something Monday through Friday for NBC as well? I can't imagine she wouldn't be. And forgive me, folks, if if, if she's already been back to work, I don't know it. <laughs> Because I don't, I don't watch biased news networks. I don't buy, I don't watch networks that are dedicated to covering for one political party and not examining fairly the news. So I, I just don't watch the NBC properties. Uh, I just don't. So if um, if she has been back at work, I just didn't know about it. Has anybody else? Anybody there in the uh, behind the glass? Have you guys seen? Uh, Megyn Kelly on NBC yet? I I haven't. I know she has a big interview coming up with Putin. She sat down with the communist. uh, KGB guy. The thug. So we'll see uh, how that goes. Um, Daily Caller also writing a deja vu. Outrage over Trump's Paris decision is identical to Bush's rejection of the Kyoto Treaty. That's a that's a great point. Who wrote this? Michael uh, Badish. Michael Badish was. Uh, I think I remember hearing somebody else talk about this as well. Nearly identical reaction from liberal extremists, and maybe even some of the same liberal extremists, who said that pulling out of Kyoto was going to destroy the planet. The same dire predictions are being made right now because of what Donald Trump
2: did yesterday. In order to fulfill my solemn duty to protect America and its citizens, the United States will withdraw from the Paris Climate Accord. But begin negotiations to reenter either the Paris Accord or in really entirely new transaction. You know, on that,
3: on that point, some conservatives I heard say, well, I don't think this is a good deal no matter. You shouldn't be renegotiating it because man-made global warming it has not been proven. And the more evidence that comes out, it shows that man isn't the driving force behind climate change or man-made global warming on this planet. But at the same time, I can see an advantage of making sure the United States remains the uh, on top of the heap by utilizing the myth of climate change, of man-caused climate change, uh, to make sure the United States remains number one over China and over other countries from now in, in perpetuity. See, the the New Deal should have them shooting their economies in the foot as well as ours. So it'd be on an equal playing field. And then I'll take our capitalist system over theirs any day, any day of the week. Liberal progressives like Shep Smith and others have yet to explain to me why it is fair that the Chinese be allowed to emit and increase their emissions for the better part of two decades. Uh, this this this, jo- uh, this uh, planet-killing emission of CO2 and that India should be allowed to double their planet-killing emissions of CO2. But it's not permissible for the United States to do it. Also, in keeping with the fact that China is the world's number one CO2 emitter. Number one, why is the number one CO2 emitter allowed to continue to increase their emissions? And the United States, who is second, we have to curtail ours. Why is that? Shep Smith, why is that? If it's killing the planet, then what are, are, are we to understand that perhaps only American CO2 harms the planet? The communists' CO2 doesn't harm the planet? Is that is that the science behind
2: this, Shep Smith? On <laughs> terms that are fair to the United States, it's businesses, it's workers, it's people, it's taxpayers. So we're getting out, but we will start to negotiate... And we will see if we can make a deal that's fair. And if we can, that's great. And if we can't, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. And you know what? And, and as a matter
3: of fact, Donald Trump said we'll renegotiate. We and the capitals of Europe have already said we're not negotiating. We negotiated with Obama, and he bent America over. We negotiated with Obama, and he promised us all of your money, and we wouldn't have to get. We wouldn't have to lift a finger. The American taxpayers would be raped to, uh, to accommodate us and to, and to support our uh, socialist states. Obama promised, we're not going to renegotiate this deal. Trump said, fine, don't care. It's either going to be, you're either going to harm yourselves as much as you're asking the United States to harm ourselves, or or no deal. You know, Who else is supporting the Paris Climate Accord? Russia. Fareed Zakaria and Russia are on the same side. CNN and Russia are on the same side. Left-wing progressives like John Kerry and Barack Obama and Chuck Schumer are on the same side with the Russians again. Jesse waters on uh, Fox News last night on the five. He had a reaction to the liberals reaction their 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 meltdown over this climate accord
5: kaboom is right uh that's the left's reaction if you listen to the television today i mean we went from leading from behind to america first today let's remember this paris deal was negotiated by none other than barack obama not the best deal maker if you look at bergdahl obamacare and the iran deal so anything he does is suspect so i don't know if he either got hoodwinked or he wanted to knock america down to size but No, no i can guarantee you resident resident
3: obama shares the loathing of america with the capitals of europe and the chinese and the russians trust me they all they all knew they had a kindred spirit in resident barack obama in hatred for america
5: but it costs three trillion dollars and you lose six million jobs and to what Hypothetically, bring the temperature down a fraction of a degree in a hundred years seems pretty stupid to me. And India and China, they can continue to push coal, they receive taxpayer money, mm-hmm. and they can increase emissions. Meanwhile, we can't do any of that. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think. Spreading the wealth schemes don't work. If they did, Venezuela would be a paradise. Obviously, it's not capitalism works. Trump said something very specific. He loves the American worker. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think Democrats used to understand that. They don't anymore. He's not beholden to foreign capitals. He's beholden to the Constitution. If Obama wanted this done, he would have sent it to the Senate. That's a great, that's a great point. Ratification. Uh, What the
3: liberals don't seem to understand is that President Obama could have sent this over to the Senate with Democrats in charge. President Obama could have put this up for a vote, but the majority of Democrats wouldn't have voted for it because it disadvantaged America so much. Now, those Democrats were okay with what Obama did. Don't misunderstand. They just couldn't attach their names to it. They they couldn't be seen as shafting their constituents. But as long as Obama did it unilaterally, they just wouldn't say anything. That's how cowardly Democrats are.
5: You know, Democrats can't even control their emotions, let alone the temperature in 100 years. The same people <laughs> that were saying Hillary was going to be elected in November are telling us what the weather's going to be like. I don't think so.
3: Uh, more from Trump, more reaction coming up to the climate deal. The Chris Salcedo show here on the blaze radio network
2: the next generation of talk radio the chris salcedo show on the blaze
0: radio network
4: The
2: Chris Salcedo Show.
3: Hey, this happened today.
4: And now, a personal note. After 10 years, I've decided it's time for a change, and I've chosen to leave Fox News. So today is my last day and I'm not one for long goodbyes but I didn't want to leave without telling you it's been an honor and a privilege a true privilege to serve as your anchor and I am truly grateful for that so thank you for giving me that opportunity there is a group of people who have been with me since day one whose support and presence has meant the world to me and you rarely get to see them. They're all behind the scenes and we've been together like a family through so many life milestones and also with some incredible stories over the last decade and they mean so much to me. They are gems and this place would not be the same without them. I love, I love being a journalist and I believe it's what I'm called to do and I have some really big ideas on how to better serve you in that particular arena. And the time is now for that. So I can't wait to tell you more about it. So join me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Jenna Lee USA, and let's talk. Because it's not over.
3: Jenna Lee, everybody, over at Fox News, uh, calling it quits. I have never had the privilege of meeting her in person, but I have uh, friendships with those who do have Continual uh, interaction with her. And I'm told she is one of the nicest individuals, which is, let me tell you, in the television business, is a rarity. Nice, genuine person. And uh, Jenna Lee, who seemed to exude that onto the television screen, uh, will be missed. I always, always enjoyed watching her uh, work. And it was, uh, it was a sadness that I learned that today. Telephone number is 888 933 3393 Back to Trump, talking about some of the inequalities that were in that climate deal. And by the way, I, I should be able to get to this soundbite. But in case I don't, I want you to know that some of the money that was gift, gifted to socialist and uh, underdeveloped countries that were where some were not democracies uh and and not uh freedom recognizing countries were taken from our our coffers and the money was allocated for the defense of this nation and the war on terror and the money was used instead to send to these governments not to their people but to these governments so it was a a crony in resident Obama, an elite, not a crony, an elitist in resident Obama, sending your hard-earned taxpayer money to other elitists. And that money didn't necessarily go to the people in those poor countries. Not that it would have been better if, if it had, well, not that it would have been okay if it had, it would have been better if it had, but it, no, uh, it props up regimes all over the, all over the world strong-armed regimes that don't rep- recognize the people, don't recognize that a legitimate government is a government that is run by the people, not by elite politicians. President Obama did this. Same crap he pulled in Cuba, giving, making sure that the regime had tons of money while the people were still beaten and murdered and continue to suffer to this day. That was Obama's way of doing things. He empowers totalitarians. That was Mr. Obama's grand
2: vision of the world. Not only does this deal subject our citizens to harsh economic restrictions, it fails to live up to our environmental ideals. As someone who cares deeply about the environment, which I do, I cannot in good conscience support a deal that punishes the United States, which is what it does. The world's leader in environmental protection while imposing no meaningful obligations on the world's leading polluters. For example, under the agreement, China will be able to increase these emissions by a staggering number of years, 13. They can do whatever they want for 13 years, not us. India makes its participation contingent on receiving billions and billions and billions of dollars in foreign aid from developed countries. There are many other examples, but the bottom line is that the Paris Accord is very unfair at the highest level to the United States.
3: Yes, India was willing to stop. Well, actually, under the plan, India gets to double its CO2 uh, production over the next two decades. And then and then after 20 years, then they'll you know, they'll consider lowering them. But they also insisted, um, if we're going to save the planet, the United States of America is going to have to pay us, says India. Huh? How does that, how does that make any sense? I thought I thought CO2 was destroying the planet. Why do we have to pay off these countries to get them to save the planet? You guys understand what's at play here. You really want to know what's going on. This is a redistribution scheme. Plain and simple. Despite what uh, Shep Smith would like to think of it as. All you need to do is look at the structure of the deal that allows continuing escalation of CO2 by countries other than the United States. Even the world's biggest emitter of CO2 gets to increase. Why is that? Why do, why do we have to pay nations to save the planet?
2: Shep Smith, can you answer that? China will be allowed to build hundreds of additional coal plants. So we can't build the plants, but they can, according to this agreement. India will be allowed to double its coal production by 2020. Think of it. India can double their coal production. We're supposed to get rid of ours. Even Europe is allowed to continue construction of coal plants. <sighs>
3: And that's why it's so unfair. We we bore the entire burden, folks. Mary Ramirez, up next for our Friday tradition.
0: The Chris Salcedo Show will be right back. The
6: Blaze Radio Network.
0: Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network.
3: Welcome back, everybody. I uh, I have to uh, put out a lot of sympathy for Mary Ramirez, who has uh, candles uh, put around a coffee table. She, too, is in mourning right now, uh, lit a couple of candles for, for Kathy Griffin because uh, she was destroyed by Donald Trump, by by Donald Trump forcing her, apparently through sheer will, to come up with a severed head bit and... so i i just wanted you to know that uh that she sisterhood solidarity mary ramirez with uh i'm i'm kidding mary ramirez joining us right now everybody here on the chris alcedo show is our friday tradition what's happening lady
6: well you know i am wearing black yeah then there's that technically you could say i'm in mourning yes indeed no you know just one quick note on on kathy griffin if i could um you know i i talked to my brother this week and I think you and I have discussed this before, but he was good friends with James With James Foley. Um, James was embedded in his unit and actually saved oh, his life yeah. um, at, at, uh, at one point when he was in Iraq. And, and so seeing, you know, yeah, it's funny to her. It's a joke to her. It's comedy to her. But seeing that for my brother, it was PTSD. It was flashbacks to watching that video of his friend lose his life that way. It's just, it's a whole nother level. It's yeah. an entirely different level and I don't understand. So...
3: You know, thinking like a progressive, though, I mean, only in a progressive's mind can you do something. Nobody forced Kathy Griffin to do this. Can you do something? People rightly condemn you for doing it. And then you blame people for for your loss of income and the fact that people don't want to be around you because you're a complete and utter idiot and a reprehensible human being. Only a liberal can say that their mistakes are your fault.
6: Exactly. It's like somebody picking up a hot curling iron on purpose and yeah. then going, oh, crap, I got burned. It's so unfair. Oh, my gosh. Since it's <laughs> That's a pretty good analogy.
3: Minute. I kind of like that. You know, when you, you answer the iron. Uh, anyway, um, what's going on? So what do you what are you writing about this week?
6: Well, speaking of Kathy Griffin and that whole mentality, that, that leftist mentality that you're talking about, there's just it's reached such levels of idiocy this week. It's, it's really reached. Peak levels. And, you know, this the week. Idea of, of this way is how we deal with things in society today uh-huh. that we we blame Donald Trump for, you know, holding up a severed head of, of his head, holding up a severed head of his and blame him for, for ruining, you know, a, a ruined career. And this sort of dialogue is not it, it's no longer confined to just, you know, us turning on the TV or the radio and oh, it's some drivel we have to listen to like this kind of approach to things is irreparably damaging. It's changing our society. I mean, it's the way that the news reports, the way that entertainers react, the way that politicians react. It's completely changing the way that we dialogue. And and I thought about, I have several friends who are on the left, and I thought, you know, <laughs> to the ones who might listen, this sort of behavior is going to come back to to, to haunt them. And, and by behavior, again, I'm talking about things like how the vast majority of, of the whoa, press... Whoa, whoa, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on,
3: wait, 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 wait. wait. Did you just say you have friends on the left?
6: I do. I know. No, I, I'm,
3: not, I'm not saying that as if it's a bad thing as far as a perspective from a conservative. I'm just amazed that because I have been I have been unfriended by and, and you know who I'm talking about by some individuals who were anti-Trumpsters. And, yeah. and, 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 and didn't want to have anything to do with me because they, they looked at me as favoring Donald Trump over Hillary Clinton as some sort of a betrayer. And that's that's the attitude of never-Trumpsters. Liberals have, are out there rioting, and, and, and I, I'm just amazed that you have liberal friends who recognize that you can support some of the policies of this president.
6: Well, there's it, the number is dwindling, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I mean, Following I'll, the election... Yeah, I actually, you know what, following the election, I actually emailed one of them and I said, you know what, I know what it feels like to be in your shoes, it sucks to really, to feel this sort of loss, I get it, but you know, I, I hope that for the best for our country, for the both of us, mm-hmm. and she said, I can't talk to you right now, I just can't deal with it, so <laughs> the point is, I, they are dwindling, but there's a few, there's uh-huh. a few that are still listening, and and so my point with this piece was to hopefully educate them in that this sort of behavior is is, is going to come back to bite them in the butt, because when you reduce society down to this this vacuum of this hole of dishonesty and vile behavior and, you know, extremes like Kathy Griffin coming on TV and and playing the victim that, that pendulum is going to swing back. It's going to affect them too. Even if they win now and silence their opposition. Now that behavior, when you create that kind of society, I mean, if you look at the French revolution, for example, or really, I mean, there's, there's numerous examples throughout history, but the very same people who behaved vilely and behaved awfully then, oftentimes ended up on the guillotine i mean when you when you destroy society good and civil and honest society you are not immune to it my my liberal friends are not immune to the society that they are creating with this environment
3: you know you know Um, if we can continue the analogy out too but i mean in in this case isn't kathy griffin marie Antoinette? (laughs) i mean mean, she's the one holding the severed head right (laughs) i'm just just saying
6: a little bit yeah
3: anyway go ahead continue i'm sorry
6: no, I just you know, again, what I what I want my friends on the left to understand is that when you when you stifle humanity and, and civility and, and, and goodness and truth, you really do end up with a dumpster fire of a society. Do
3: you know that? that do you? And maybe this is not your friends, but the rank and file Democrats slash liberal, that the the only time they talked about liberty and freedom and freedom of speech, was just so they they could be heard. They right. don't they they don't undergo any of that examination when it comes to fighting for those same qualities for other people they they believe in the in the freedom of expression as long as you agree with them if you don't then you're not worth being heard
6: exactly right for them it's a means to an end you know sometimes you have a moment to talk about freedom of speech and the constitution and oh isn't it great but at the end of the day that's not what they believe and just like all the examples that i gave in, in in this piece of the lies in the media the lies in the entertainment industry all these things you know it's a means to an end for them i don't think they really care anymore that that it's a double standard because it's a means to an end and my point is yes maybe you will silence your your opposition through these lies through the distortions through you know this behavior but again ultimately it changes society and you know it's funny too the left so often accuses us of you know distorting or um what is it fake news they accuse us of purporting fake news yeah. distorting the news of uh you know propagating racism and and, and violence and yet we're not the ones <clears throat> excuse me we're not the ones who run the academic institutions who run entertainment who run the news media that's them that's on them the left runs the institutions in this country that influence thought and you, behavior you know the game
3: you uh... know the game of What is the one where you go around the circle and you take the chair out It's musical chairs? Mm -hmm. Democrats and liberals, they they are playing a game of musical chairs with with a Mm -hmm. country.
2: Exactly.
3: the only thing they care about is that they're able to sit down last. That's the only that's the only. So they're willing to burn it down. They're willing to burn it all down.
6: Well, that, and that's the point I'm trying to make precisely. Yeah, is all they care about is being able to sit down in that last chair. Exactly. They don't realize when you burn it down, there are no more chairs to sit on. There's, n- there's no dialoguing squat.
3: And and so and that's the full expression of liberalism. It's it's Castro's Cuba. It's uh, Chavez's Venezuela. It's uh, Mao's China. It's uh, uh, Marxist uh, the so- the Soviet Union. Marxist Soviet right. Union. So it's mm-hmm. this or, or Lenin's Soviet Union. This is the ultimate goal. Everything that they do, whether it's uh, climate change, man-made global warming, whatever they're calling it this week, whether it's uh, so-called rights of the minorities, everything they do is to advance liberalism, i.e. their control over everything. That's That's where the leftist always marches toward. Why do you think they're freaking out? over the climate accord. Not just uh, John Kerry and Obama and Pelosi and all the left-wing extremists here in this country, but socialists and dictators and despots all over the globe Who had convinced themselves that we have America now? We now there will no longer be an America. There will no longer be that shining city on the hill that can show the world there's a better way. Now we're all going to be leftists. We're all going to be socialists.
6: exactly. And
3: we're all yeah we're all going to be equally miserable. They thought they had it, and that's why that Donald Trump's decision was such an affront.
6: No, I agree with you 100%. And isn't it sad that even though we've got a vast history, world history full of examples of why this never, ever, ever works out for the good of humanity? Ever, ever,
3: ever, ever, ever.
6: They're, <laughs> they're still chasing it and getting pissed when they lose or grasp of it.
3: I know, I know. What's the name of the piece this week, Mary?
6: Dear American Left, this monster is on you. And <laughs> it's up on my blog, and I'll tweet it out after the segment.
3: Please tell me you have a picture of Kathy Griffin. This monster is on you. Please tell me that's the case.
6: Um. Yeah. Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, Mary Ramirez, everybody, have a great weekend. Of course, we're off next week, so you ha- uh, wish me a happy vacation.
6: Happy vacation, lucky duck.
3: All right, I'll I'll talk to you later, and stay off your feet. You know, she's she's with child, folks. Talk to you later. <laughs>
6: talk to you later.
3: Bye. Bye. Uh, telephone numbers: triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three eight 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 nine zero zero three three nine three. Put a wrap on the show. Coming up next.
0: He is quickly becoming the left's favorite piñata. Only problem is... This piñata hits back. Chris Salcedo. On the Blaze Radio Network.
6: Show.
3: Senator Ted Cruz, who was a guest on the Chris Salcedo Show just yesterday, writes uh, the Daily Caller's Amber, I believe she pronounces her last name, Athy. Amber Athie. Uh, Mr. Cruz went after a professor at his alma mater, a woman by the name of Joyce E. Chaplin. The USA created by International Community in Treaty of Paris in 1783, betrays international community by withdrawing from Paris Climate Agreement today. Now this woman is a leftist. This woman actually believes, and she's actually a professor, actually believes the United States was created, was allowed to exist by the international community. That had, had we not been allowed to exist... Uh, had they not given their approval that America wouldn't, be, wouldn't exist today. Well, uh, sorry, sweetheart, that's not the way it happened. As Ted Cruz tweeted, just sad. Tenured chair at Harvard doesn't seem to know how USA was created. Not a treaty. Declaration plus Revolutionary War plus Constitution equals USA. Lefty academics at my alma mater think USA was created by international community? No. USA was created by force, the blood of patriots, and we the people. Treaty of Paris simply uh, memorialized the fact of our total victory at Yorktown. Her claim is like saying a plastic globe created the earth. (laughs) Now, Chaplin, Joyce E. Chaplin at Harvard tried her best to fire back sad she says us harvard law degree doesn't know that national statehood requires international recognition well no <laughs> uh the united states doesn't represent doesn't recognize myanmar or at least we didn't until obama was in it used to be known that my my myanmar was um Oh, what was the name of the country before? I think we recognized the the previous Burma. It was Burma. And the dictator came in and changed it to Myanmar. And the United States refused to recognize it, but Obama then recognized it. Because the United States was the lone superpower. We defeated the world's superpower, Joyce Chaplin, in war. And we won our independence. When, the, when Great Britain signed the armistice declaring an end to hostilities, America won the war of independence. Thus, our nation was born. We didn't need Britain's permission. We didn't need every other country's permission. If any other country says we don't recognize the United States, the United States today would say so. It's, it's this idea that if the state says that I'm not married or the state says that it knows the definition of marriage, I don't recognize it. I believe it's a higher authority. I don't have to surrender to other people's impression of my marriage. If tomorrow the state said, Mr. Salcedo, we don't recognize the marriage to your wife. I'd say, yeah, so? So? My marriage is on a different level than... The state has any jurisdiction over now. Joyce E. Chaplin, so-called uh, tenured chair at Harvard, can't understand that concept because she cannot conceive of a world where where human beings are not collectivists, where human beings don't rely on the approval of others. Because she, Joyce E. Chaplin, lives in a community that that relies on the acceptance of others. She sits in an academic community and gets patted on the back and that's how she derives her worth. Might I say, despite what your colleagues might say about you, Joyce Chaplin, I don't think you're worth much at all. And frankly, I don't think Senator Cruz or I would think about what you think about us. We don't derive our value from what others think of us. So too is it with the United States. We don't derive our value. We don't derive our values. We don't derive our ability to exist contingent upon others. Now, should if you liberals, Joyce Chaplin, win the day, and you disarm us, and you allow the communist Chinese to become the dominant force on this planet, then we may cease to exist as a nation. But that's going to take war because you leftists don't speak for the rest of us that's going to do it for today folks remember a society's worth is not measured by how much power is seized by an out-of-control government rather how much power is reserved for we the people vacation next week folks i think we have best ofs on the program next week i'll be on twitter though so keep in touch the chris salcedo show on the blaze
0: you're listening to the chris salcedo show part of generation blaze on the blaze radio network